<laughs> Welcome to Big Bay Bush, a small section of jungle territory on the island of Espiritu Santo in the South Pacific nation of Vanuatu. The locals of Big Bay Bush live off the land, and seeing a man in a loincloth chainsawing trees is actually pretty normal here. Just 20 minutes earlier, we were dropped off by an Assemblies of God pastor, along with our interpreter, Barry, for a foot trek from the interior of Big Bay Bush to the ocean's edge. This journey would take us three days to some of the most picturesque jungles and shorelines in the world. All while meeting interesting people and experiencing life in Big Bay Bush. Come of halfway, my body gone. May God, your spirit, your presence will be going with them until this week we'll be meeting again. Thank you so much, Lee, for everything and bless them and your protection, your presence, and everything. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a good trip. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. All right, so we're making our way back to, uh, to a village on a hillside back here. We took a vehicle to a certain portion and then now we're able just to, uh, to walk it in and. Uh, should be there in about like an hour or so. I'm gonna go down there and climb the mountain up to White Cross and do some ministry there. Alright? On our way to the first village, we saw families farming on the roadside, men clearing forest areas for more crops, and then we encountered a young man with pack dogs who was headed into the jungle to hunt wild pigs. When we asked to join him for the hunt, he was more than willing to have us tag along. This experience would be our first introduction to the culture of Big Bay Bush and a great way to eat a meal before we continued on. So here we go, into the bush, hunt some wild boar. Hopefully we'll bring one down. And he's, he's preparing basically a spear on the fly. He's fashioning a spear out of his machete with a bamboo pole. Or with a, with a jungle pole that he just picked up here. Latching it together. Spear the pig. Dogs that are with us. 
right in front of me. But these dogs are like, you know, they're really skinny. And they're, uh, they're like back animals. All of this area, people are used to going back here and hunting in the bush. So, pretty fascinating. Let's take a look at what he's making here. Yeah. Look at this pig. It's a smaller pig. Yeah. But you've got a uh you got these dogs who we could hear off in the distance who are basically going after this pig. And then Edward here took off to the bush <laughs> like super fast. We lost him. We couldn't even do it. He's just hopping through the bush and then yeah. totally gone. And then uh we, we trekked for about like 10-15 more minutes, came across. Here it is. Here's the pig. Got him. Got it. See, hold there. Nice. <laughs> Very good. What we've found, like, and seen in the interior is, like, uh, the men that go into the bush, I mean, they are just tough as nails. It's like, there's some valor in it. Now we're right along the side of the river. Now they're getting the meat ready, and we're gonna be eating some of that. That was really good. After eating the pig, we were back on the move. We hiked through jungles, crossed rivers, and covered a good distance. Then as evening approached, we found ourselves in a small village atop a hillside. Coming to a place we're gonna sleep tonight. A long day today. <laughs> After a quick rest, we were greeted by everybody in the village, and then as twilight turned to darkness, we preached the gospel. And tonight I'll tell you a few uh, uh, stories from different places where you're sharing on the road here. And they've never heard about Jesus before. Or never heard about Jesus before. And the truth of the gospel. We came here late last night and we're able to be uh, welcomed in. And now we're in uh, basically kind of like a longhouse here. Now we're getting ready to pack up and go for our next step. And we're getting closer and closer to the salt water. Right now we're at the final portion, just coming out towards Big Bay, towards the salt water, and we're crossing the River Jordan here. That's the actual name of it. You can kind of see the, the actual ocean right there. But we've been going for a long time. 
long schedule you gotta just go through these like hills and these kind of flatlands right now. But the bush is incredibly thick. And you just kind of transverse through here. Sometimes you kind of pass through villages and stuff like that. So yeah, we're just on the move, getting to the ocean. three-day trek. But it felt like so much more. In the months to come, this type of lifestyle would become our norm. And with a start like this, we knew our journeys in the South Pacific would be everything we imagined. So far, all we've seen is death and rubble. The buildings are twisted in on themselves, and the stones and their contents lay haphazardly, like fallen flakes from a giant snow globe. The scene looks like something out of a war zone, and as we investigate, we wonder how anyone could have survived inside a collapse. We walk the beat in the downtown, and every new street brings a new story. The 82nd Airborne is down here doing cleanup, and the graffiti on the walls from the Haitians has a political message to the French. You look at all this activity going on, and you think about the people who might still be trapped. Can they hear us? Are they still holding on to hope? Is anyone still alive?
stretcher in, they're gonna put them on, get them, and then airlift them. Everybody was pretty excited and joyful that this even happened. We're still finding people, it's amazing. The testimony of Haiti. I remember five days after the earthquake, I was watching on the news and they were talking about survivors. And I remember watching live as they were about to pull somebody out of a building. And I remember this lady, as she, you could see her through these crushed metals and, uh, and cement. As she emerged out of the and he said, ma'am, ma'am, if you madam, madam, were you scared? Did you really think that you would be saved? Did you think you would live? And she looked at him and she said in English, Live? Why not? Why not? Why wouldn't I be saved? My God is with me. She drove away as if nothing had happened. Jeanette Sanfor is alive, and for her husband, it's a miracle. No matter what might happen, God can use you as a vessel to touch millions of people. And you should, amen. And you should hear the people in America talking. They shake their head. And they say, how, how can the people praise God when this has happened? And they're starting to say, there must be something real with this. This is a real God. Because they're looking and they're seeing people who are coming out of buildings even two weeks later. No water, no food. Miracles. Power of the Lord. At work in front of our eyes.
two fronts in the war on drugs. One is to stop it at the source, and the other is to treat those who have fallen victim to it. We've made it through some tough stretches in Colombia, and it's definitely a war out there. We see the missions we've been a part of on TV and read about them on the news, but to truly understand the reason why these labs must be destroyed, it's necessary to show what a drug addiction can do to a life. So tomorrow we're heading to a rehab center in the downtown to hear from the victims who were once lost in the grip of addiction. We have about 36 hours before our next operation, and hearing these stories will not only serve as a reminder to why it's important to fight, but just who we're fighting for. So this is Oliver, the founder of the Rehab Center. You know, when he was in that period for 20 years, what drugs was he uh, addicted to at that time? So he says that he tried a different kind of drugs. He went all the way from, from crack, marijuana. He tried a pill. He tried a different kind of drugs. But the one who destroyed his life entirely was the crack. Was crack, crack yeah. cocaine. What does he see as the main thing that gets a person into an addiction of a drug? Cuando Dios ya restauró mi corazón, cuando Dios, yo le permití entrar y Dios me sanó y me restauró. In the, in the world, people try to fill that void. Hmm? But he says that in his own personal experience, despite the fact that he tried different things in the world, he was not satisfied at all by any of them. Yeah. And he said that thanks to that, he received a total recovery and he felt that all, everything that he felt, that void, was totally, totally filled sure. by Jesus. This saved my life. And saved her life. Jesus is knocking on the door. Yeah. He's open. You've seen the absolute darkness of the world and you've been through you know hell and back and now it's like you have such a powerful testimony that you can impact other people's lives so it's like God is just like molding you and getting you ready right now to go out and just you know change other people's lives you know so whereas the devil tried to destroy your lives now you're gonna go out and change other people's lives in the word of God so that's good
It's hard to explain the emotions that you feel when you see a person who's recovering from a drug addiction. On the one hand, you're happy because they've found the light in Christ. But on the other, you see the trap of the enemy and know there are millions more who will never have the chance to recover. Tomorrow we leave for our final mission, and it's not like we needed any extra motivation. But I will say, as we step out into whatever darkness awaits us in the jungle, the stories from the rehab center is something that'll be on our mind. just inserted into uh, into a hillside. There's about three rivers here, and there's two houses that we spotted from above. And one of the biggest things we're watching out for is, uh, is the booby traps, but they're gonna head into this bush, and they're gonna go right after the first laboratory. This is all the mixing rooms. You just look at this. This is amazing to actually see. Row upon row of these uh, mixing area. They mix the paste, they mix the, the powder. You got these huge vats, this straining area. It's like this mesh that they strain the product in. And then you come back here, and the guys right now are basically photographing everything, taking notes of everything, and actually testing if the Coke is pure, if the Coke is you know real. It's all very, very toxic. They have a lot of this like, powder and stuff like that. Dangerous. Dangerous. Very gross stuff. Very gross stuff. See microwaves behind me here. This is for all the drying of the, the cocaine. You see these little packets, and what these, this is what's so strange about it. They add these as like a bleach effect, and basically this uh, whitens the cocaine. This gives the, uh, the white appearance uh, to it. So what's that? So this is uh, this is a press that they use, and those packets that you see on TV, you know, when you see a seizure, and you know, they're all nicely pressed and packeted. This is it right here, this is a kilo packet. What they're doing right now is wiring uh, this whole place for explosives. And uh, everybody's kind of really in a hurry. The helicopters are starting to circle quickly because they really want to get out of here. Well, they're saying the charges are set. I'll meet you back at the LZ in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Moving back to landing zone right now. Joseph, it's one minute before they blow. I still think Will's down there. Find a hole, find a hole. Here we go. Oh. 
Look at that plume coming up. That was huge. That was all three of those labs that we were just in. said, if a man stands up for an ideal and strikes out at injustice, he sends forth a ripple of hope that can be an inspiration. In life, every man has to choose what he'll live for, and if we bring light into darkness, the world can change. The war on drugs is a battle that is both physical and spiritual, but it is a war that can be won. It is a war that can be won because we stand in faith, and in the end, we trust in the light. to receive a DVD of the episodes you've just seen, please go to TravelTheRoad.com or call 1-866-EXPLORE. Our mission at Travel the Road is to preach the gospel to all creation and encourage the church to be active in the Great Commission. The episodes we produce are with the sole aim to make an eternal difference and to inspire a new generation for missions. To find out more about the ministry of Travel the Road or to order from our catalog of DVDs, please visit us at TravelTheRoad.com and together we can make a difference.